Welcome in to another edition of Hit That Line, presented by Homefield Apparel. I'm your host, Zach Berry. Joining me, as always, Austin Gray, Nicholas Carr, and Mr. Ben Woodhouse. Boys, we're back from the bye week. We may not have recorded last week, but the uh, the iron is still hot. The group is now 53-31 and 31 against the spread heading into week eight. How is everyone doing this evening? Very good. Ready to get a win. Yep. That's an absurd against the spread record, by the way. It truly is. Um, yeah, I'm I'm super concerned the regression monster is coming, like, but that's a crazy stat. Sh- yeah, yeah. For what I mean, we could go zero and twelve were, this week and still be above five hundred. Yeah, if you were hey, dumb enough easy. to tell us, it's time to like reduce your bet size or like start to be more selective because we are due for an absolute disaster every week. Well, we have been very efficient this year um we have avoided the bad week um i have an zero and three week that was in i believe week one then nick had one in week five austin had one in week six ben is the only one that has avoided it but we have we've spaced them out to where it hasn't all hit us at once but yes last week um Looking at the standings, Austin is 13 and 8. Ben and I are 14 and 7. Nick is 12 and 9. I mean, we are just red hot. I'm just the only thing hotter than us might be the Rangers. Um or the or the you know, Voldemort. I'm not gonna say it. Um Yeah, don't say. Them. But uh we're here for week eight. Um, I don't know about you guys. I I, I was listening to a lot of national shows. People were kind of, you know, groveling a little bit and saying that this slate wasn't that wasn't that fun or wasn't that enticing, but I do think there is some money to be had out there. Um, but first let's get into Ole Miss and Auburn six o'clock ESPN. Um, I don't know. I, I will be at my parents. So the sound will probably be on. I'm not thrilled for Joe Tessator. Um, but what is the the line? What do still... we have brewing in Auburn? <laughs> Dude, I used to love Joe Test, and it's just kind of grown. He's just kind of grown. He old, just tired on me. It's like he tries to do the Gus Johnson thing, but Gus Johnson is just so good at it, where everything is just high energy. And Joe Testator will just, you know, two yard hitch route, and he's blowing a gasket. Um, all right, so six and a half is the number. Opened at five and a half. It jumped up to seven at one point, settled in at six and a half. We all know the story. Three wins on the plane since 99. Last one was in 2015. I, we were talking about it all week in the group text. This is not your granddad's Auburn. This is not your uncle's. This is not your nephew's. Uh, th- this is a very different Auburn program right now. It's year one of the Hugh Freeze era. They're not good offensively. They've got a few guys on defense that can play, but they don't have the wall-to-wall dudes that they normally have on that side of the ball. I we're, we're going to go around the horn here and give our thoughts. I, I'm I'm inclined to lay the points. Um, history be damned here. I, I just think that this Ole Miss team is is a little different. They've got some leaders in that locker room that have stepped up, and I, I think that the defense and the run game will travel here. And uh, it's going to be tough sledding for Auburn. So we'll we'll go around the horn. Um, everybody kind of give their thoughts here. But but I like I like Ole Miss's chances to move to six and one. I'll, I'll leave it at that. 
Who is going to play quarterback for Auburn this week? I imagine that they're going to do the two quarterback thing, but if you made me guess who starts, I would probably say it'll be Robbie Ashford because I'm sure Hugh Freeze is going to let him run around and try to create with his legs. But I mean, please, please inform me if I'm incorrect here. I think Ole Miss has actually done pretty well against running quarterbacks. I mean, Milrow got loose early, but. Jane Daniels is Jane Daniels. He's doing it to everybody. But KJ Jefferson was mauled two weeks ago. Well, and Milrow didn't beat us with his legs. Like I mean, I mean, ultimately the offense no. lost us that game. It wasn't the defense doing. Yeah, defense was great that game. Yeah. But is Robbie Ashford just gonna, you know, run around for two hundred yards? I, I don't think so. Because well, as we mentioned, spoiler: Paul their Ryan. offensive line sucks too. Yeah, and and Thorne actually leads the team in rushing. So I don't know. If, <laughs> yeah, if Freeze really wants to focus on the ground game, he may be better off running Thorne out there. I don't know. Also, even if he does run around for two hundred yards, how are they getting other yards? Like, okay, let's say he has just a great game and, and Astrid rushes for one eighty. Like the offense is still not getting north of three hundred. Yeah, they 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 are just they have no playmakers. I mean, Jarquez Hunter was really good a year ago. He's not really doing much. He's not giving them a lot. Um, no, and, and say what it is, they, they have an offense that only broke 100 yards passing last week because of it was garbage time. They had, I think, 74 at the end of three quarters passing yards, and they've, like, six straight FBS games. They haven't broken 100 yards passing. I mean, it's, it's absurd stuff. They broke it against LSU, didn't they? Or did you yeah, but yeah, yeah, they did in garbage time. Like, they did, and they lost – 48 to 18. I think they had like 160. Yeah. It was not at 100 after three quarters, which is, I mean, it's still really bad. Okay. All can right. you, can uh, you name think, their leading, can you name their leading receiver? No. Is it Hooks? I can the, too. JSU transfer? It is not Hooks. He's third on the team. Jay Fair. No Jay Fair. 21 receptions, 232 yards, two touchdowns. After that, it is a tight end, and then it is Shane Hooks, who almost What's, dropped. Hey, here's my – okay, let, let me get out in front of it. I think Ole Miss is going to cover, all right? I don't think Auburn's any good. If you want some cold water, okay, here's a little bit of a, of a spin that you can make that maybe Auburn's not quite as bad you know, this is coming from the guy who thinks that they're not any good. But if you want to take a, a skeptical eye at it, Auburn, yes, they've struggled offensively, but through how many games they played? Six? They played both yes. A&M's and Georgia's defenses. Mm -hmm. Okay? So that could, I'm just saying, if we're trying to look at this in the light most favorable to Auburn, that could skew the stats a little bit. And because they played on the road at A&M, that's before A&M, lost to Bama. They were still, you know, riding high because, you know, and A&M's objectively got a good defense. It's not it's not the defense yeah. that's the issue there. And then they played Georgia at home in back-to-back -back weeks. Um, what would concern me for Auburn is that they couldn't do anything against LSU. And or we count. all saw LSU's defense apart. I mean – that they are porous. They have 
two players and everybody else sucks on their defense LSU. And Auburn could – I mean, Auburn scored 18 points. That's just – that can't – that dog doesn't hunt. Uh, I, yeah, think I think Ole Miss covers. I'm just saying, you know, maybe we if we try to spin it for Auburn, maybe their stats are, are down because of who they played. I don't know. No, I think this is an interesting point because A&M, again, really good front, and then goes without saying Georgia's really good on that side of the ball. But, look, Auburn couldn't move the ball against Cal either. And I know Wilcox is a good defensive coach, but Cal doesn't have SEC personnel. And y'all watched a lot of that game, as I did. Cal was a better team for most of that game without really fluky turnovers and Cal's kicker missing, like, four field goals. Cal does win that game outright. Um, Mm -hmm. So, Ole Miss's front seven is actually kind of good. You know, I mean, we, we've done a pretty decent job of bottling up folks in the run game, um, including Alabama and Arkansas, who we thought would have pretty a pretty potent run game this year. turns out their offensive line is not great. But still, we got after K.J. Jefferson, you know, last game. I expect we'll do the same this week. Um, I just don't I, – look, I know Freeze is going to be deep in his bag of tricks. We will probably see a wide receiver screen pass, double reverse – annexation of Puerto Rico, whatever the fuck. But, like, I don't – I just don't know how they consistently move the ball against us. Um, I do think they have a pretty good defense. Um, but I just think over time we're we're going to hit a big play. We're going to get a chunk play. And it's one of those situations where if a team like Auburn goes down 10, 13, 14, 17 points, they're not built to claw their way back into the game. So – I can see it, you know, Jordan Hare is, we've talked about this before. It is a, the home field advantage there is very real. It's one of the most intimidating environments in the SEC and in the country. I think their home crowd, emotion, freezes, Old Testament, locker room speech prior to the game will keep them in it until, you know, halftime. After the half, I think the more talented team takes over, wins the game. Gun to my head, I I don't, I don't want anything to do with the line, but if I had to bet it, I think we cover, I'm with Ben. Um, Earlier in the week, I was eyeing the, the total. It was at 56 and a half. It bumped up to 57 and even 57 and a half. I think this flies under that. Am I crazy? No, I agree there. I just don't I just, know how they score enough. I, I, yeah. I you know, the, I think worst case for Ole Miss is it's a game like you're playing against a, an option team. You know what I'm saying? And yeah, those yeah, teams don't, yeah. don't whip, they don't beat you by 35. Like, the worst case scenario is you're you're not going to get whipped because they don't they don't have the firepower to run off and leave you. They yeah. there's not an athlete on Auburn's offense that you can look at and say. I mean, even Mississippi State has that player in like Tulu or whatever yeah. his name is. Yeah. And, and and so everybody's got that guy on their team. Arkansas has KJ Jefferson. Whoever who does Auburn have that could you you look and you're like man. They're not very good, but they've got Debo Samuel, and so, yeah. you know what I'm saying. I, I no, their their only hope is to play. Yeah, their only hope is to play keep away and try to run the ball on us. But again, our front seven's been pretty feisty. I'm not saying they're dominant, but I don't think Auburn can string together drive after drive after drive of like you know eight, nine, ten, twelve play drives, resulting in touchdowns to just salt us away. I don't think that they have the personnel to do that. No, in years past they have, but I, this year I don't. I don't see it. The other thing I'll say, and this is hard to quantify, you know, it's I, I hate to play armchair psychiatrist, but 
last week against LSU, that team, that looked like a team that had quit. They looked lifeless, particularly in the second half. They looked like they didn't want to be there. Um, I've never really seen, you know, I've never really seen an SEC team. I'm, I'm trying to remember the last SEC team outside of Vandy in a you know primetime game against a division opponent that just looked checked out like that. And you know what came to mind? Ole Miss under free. Yeah, me too. Late, yeah, late, yeah. late in, you know, 15 or whatever it was, 16, whatever, when Vandy whipped our ass and then Mississippi State in Oxford ran up and down the field on us. And it looked like we didn't have a guy on the sideline who wanted to be there, including the head coach. So um, I don't know. I think Auburn may have thrown in the towel. Now, Freeze hasn't. Freeze Me will too. want this one. Um, Freeze will want it. But, again, we mentioned this prior to, what? to, to going on the podcast. What are the players? Yeah. Lane Kiffin's going to want this, too, though. Like, he it, is. It, this, the motivation doesn't just work one way. I mean, Kiffin, no doubt, has strong feelings about how the, their job search played out last year, his name getting leaked as whatever. Who knows what actually happened there? I don't. It doesn't even matter what actually happened. All I know is, Kiffin is not at Auburn, and I think this week he will be absolutely motivated. Um, and we've had two weeks to get ready for him. That's the other thing. Like, two weeks to prepare for this Auburn offense. Like, what yeah. are they going to do to, to to put up points against us? And we still have virtually everything in front of us. I mean, we could tell ourselves yeah. that at least. There's news that Brock Bowers is now injured. And yeah. so, or had surgery, who knows if he's going to play? I hope he does. I mean, and nobody ever, want, you know what I'm saying? But, but the, we have a, Auburn's 0-3 in the conference. Like, are they going to bootstrap the, like, what are we, what are we saying? Because they're going to burn it's the been my position on this podcast. Yeah. It's been my position on this podcast since we started. Like, I believe in teams that have things to play for. Auburn has run out of that. They are three and three. Did did players go play football at Auburn? Well, we can say this about Ole Miss now. We in twenty twelve it was different, right? It was free started Ole Miss because they were two years off not having played bowl games. The good recruiting class in eleven that had those good players like C.J. Johnson and Dante Moncrief in them. They were hungry for that. These guys at Auburn, they didn't go there to play in in Birmingham in the BBVA Compass Bowl, mm-hmm. like. They're, they're, you know, and in the portal era, I just don't know how you keep teams together that start out 0 and 3 in the conference. I just don't know how you do it. I, maybe I could be completely wrong. We could go out there and him have, like you said, been Moses and just like rallying the troops. I, I just don't see it though. And, and even if he did, he could coach Peyton Thorne as hard as he wants to. That doesn't mean the dude's a good passer. Yeah, like right. he, he can't fix his arm. Yeah, that's. Uh... They just don't have the dudes. I mean, we we talk all the time on the show about Jimmy's and Joe's and, you know, which positions matter. Quarterback is my first box I'm checking. Quarterback, I mean, come on. It's Ole Miss. Check the box. Defense, I think it's Ole Miss. Offensive line, sure. Maybe it's barely Ole Miss, whatever. Running backs, Ole Miss has the better running back tandem. They have the better receivers. They have the better coach. They have the overall better team. Literally the only thing Auburn has is home field advantage and some kind of higher power that seems to always pop up at some point. Now, will that be enough? I don't think so. Sure, 
Maybe, as Austin said, they do a double reverse wide receiver pass and they hit it for a big gainer early in the game. Okay, cool. That's cute. I just, again, two weeks to prepare, two weeks for people to get healthy. Outside of Jordan Watkins, I mean, I think this is going to be the healthiest this offense has been all season. Caden Priestcorn's back in the building. He's practicing. Trey Harris is another week healthier. You have to think Zachary Franklin has got to be ready to suit up and do something. And, you know, even without Jordan Watkins, I, I think the one thing that is not being talked about enough is how good Ulysses Bentley's been this season and the element that he brings to this offense and how different and more just it's a more dynamic running team now. Last year, so explosive. Was, yeah. Yeah. Last year he was hurt. He had the cast. He, he was just, he, he couldn't, he couldn't be at full capacity. It was just Quinshawn Judkins were running right at you and try to stop it. Now they can bring him out there and, you know, he can hit full speed in four steps and he's gone. I mean, he was running away from LSU defenders. I know this isn't an LSU defense that you typically expect, but they've got dudes over there that are capable of running and he made them look like they were standing still. So, um, I think this is a game where Ole Miss has got to get out there and start fast. I think you jump up, you jump out 14, nothing, 17, nothing. Crowd's going to get a little quiet. Auburn players might start to, you know, well, here we go again. I mean, it's, it's human nature to think that it's, it's going to be inevitable for those thoughts to creep in. And again, we've all said it and you just keep coming back to it. They just don't have the personnel in my opinion. Like it so, would, it would, it would take Ole Miss to just lay a complete egg, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, I guess if we go in like Dart and Quinshine and Bentley and Prescorn all get hurt, then yeah, <laughs> like you know, yeah. and it's also like, or, or we have like four turnovers in the first half. Like the crazy stuff happens in college football. It's not, it's not out of the realm of possibility that Auburn beats us. That's not, that's not the case. But like, if we play to just our baseline expectation that we played with all year, I I think we cover – I just do. I do too. I, I'm, I'm not sure if you guys saw this. I almost had a big game that day, but uh, I just – I want to point out, you know, everything you said I don't necessarily disagree with, but I do want to draw your attention back to a couple weeks ago. Auburn was playing a game at home, and they led with uh, with 16.09 left in the game. They led with 16.09 left in the game. The team they were facing was Georgia, the two-time defending national champions. And you guys have basically said that we are playing, I mean, basically the YMCA this weekend. Like, it's just like an old-school scrimmage. It's like 1908 when Michigan used to play Detroit, like Hospital Association or whatever, and claim a national title. This is essentially what you guys said we're, we're playing. This is an Auburn team that and, – and, and then those acts can be like, of course Nick would stand for Auburn. I'm not – that's not what I'm getting at. The point is, is that Auburn, at Auburn, we haven't had a ton of success. We have, what, three or four wins over there, and we can point back to them. It took a, you know, a bad Auburn team in 2015. It took a drop in the end zone in 2003. It took 20,000 Ole Miss fans booing their alma mater in 1999, that epic game, you know, where we, we beat Tuberville. Like, it's just crazy games that we've got to win over there. And I, I think it's – I think it's absurdist to think Ole Miss is just going to go into Auburn. This team's laid down. 
Auburn doesn't lay down at home. If they do, I hadn't seen it yet. I just think that the team you saw last week in Baton Rouge, it's going to be a whole different team than the team we're going to see at Auburn this week. Something about, you know, their fans over there. I don't, it's just weird things happen in let's, Lee County, Alabama. All right, let's talk about it then. Who for them is going to exploit <laughs> Ole Miss on their offense? Who, who for them did it like, against Georgia? I don't know what they let them lay they and they, they tied them to the fourth. They did, they lost. Yeah. Their, yeah, Georgia turned it over inside their own 35 twice. That's how they scored. Okay. Like, and, but we could very easily do that. You know? All right. One touchdown drive. One touchdown drive against Georgia was 48 yards. The other one was 32. Like, yeah, we could turn it over inside our own 30. That would put us behind the eight ball. Guess what? Georgia still won. Yeah, Georgia, a, like, a superior team to us, a team that would be on a neutral field 10 point favorites. Sure. Okay, but, why, but why is but, the Georgia sample instructive, but the Cal example is not? Well, like I said, I mean, I, the it's, it's it's at home. I, I I agree with what you're saying. I the Cal to me, the Cal game says more than the LSU game, absolutely. Even though it was further further along, you know, away ago, but I, I think it's at home. I think that's that's the difference is they were playing at Cal, and, and you know, I'm sure you'll you'll point to a game they didn't play great in Auburn. I just think it's a different team in Auburn. I just we go over there. It's something about going over there, and we just never give our best. I, and I think y'all are saying like. The players for Auburn are not going to be as fired up as Freeze. That's probably right. I just – I think there's a difference in, like, looking like you've quit because you're playing Jane Daniels and actually quitting because you don't care about your coach. And I don't necessarily think they're in the the latter camp. I think it, it's I easy to look like we, you quit when, like, you're playing against two probably top 15, you know, wide receiver picks and, you know, a very good quarterback, a guy that's the fourth in the Heisman odds at this point. I think it's easy to look like you quit when, like, a team's a lot better than you. And you're on the road, but I don't necessarily think that it's going to be the same way at home. Ole Miss beat that LSU team. Well, Ole Miss yeah. beat the LSU team. And on neutral field, it's it's like a pick 'em again tomorrow, though. You know what I mean? Like we're yeah, very, and Auburn got beat by thirty. Like, I, yeah, and that I, number I, was I, eleven. <laughs> yeah, that spread was eleven too for LSU Auburn. So I mean, if you want to, <laughs> yeah, do some comps, like I just. Here's another I, thing. I, okay, sure. You're Nick, you're probably right. Like, Ole Miss, let's the line six and a half for a reason. Oh, if Ole Miss goes and wins twenty-seven to twenty, I'll be thrilled. I will. I just, I'm just not. I don't. I'm a numbers guy. They got two hundred yards against. Dude, they had thirty-two minutes of offense against Texas A&M and two hundred total yards. <laughs> like, they are so bad, so bad on offense. And I know we don't have Texas A&M's defense. I, I know, but like. Dang, that's bad. And, that's so bad. And here, and here's another thing. The Georgia game, and this just goes to show just how bad I, I think that staff is at Auburn. It's a tie ball game. Georgia goes seven plays, 75 yards to win the game. 40 of those yards are to Brock Bowers when everybody in the damn building knows he's getting the football. He caught the ball and literally had time to turn around and go, oh, shit, there's nobody around me, and then ran it in. Like, that right there, I mean, that just shows how bad. Look, you can tell me, sure, Brock Bowers is really damn good. He's going to play in the NFL for a long time. But the fact that it's third in the game and you know he's getting the football 
and you can't even recognize that and say, hey, 19 right there. Somebody jam him at the line. Somebody tackle him. Somebody drape yourself all over him so he can't catch the ball. I mean, that's, to me, that's where, sure, they lost to Georgia by seven. But, like, the fact that you knew that that was the guy getting the ball and you don't even come close to stopping him. And let's also What concerns keep, me, if, if, go ahead, go ahead, Zach. Well, I was going to say, keep in mind, I'm not so sure that Carson Beck is is that much better than Jackson Dart. And also, this Georgia team let Vandy score 20 on them last week. Is Carson Beck any better than Jackson Dart? Hey, yeah, I was going to say, at this point in his career, I he's not. I don't think he is. He's on the a very good team. The one me about the Georgia game, that, that to Nick's point here, is Auburn held him to 100 yards rushing. Like, that, yeah. that doesn't give me the warm and fuzzies. It's, we're going to have – to echo, I mean, or at least to support Nick here, we're gonna have. I think we're gonna beat them through the air. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I don't know who their corners are. I know they have a really good Jalen Simpson's good. Okay, just don't throw it his I way. Be, I mean, I could be wrong. I mean, A and M ran for two hundred on them. I just used to we could run on everybody, so it really didn't matter. We was saying used to like a year ago. And maybe we do again against Auburn this year, but, but I mean, you know, that's not good. Them holding Georgia to 100 yards rushing, well, that is a bad, you know. Okay, but also, Georgia doesn't have those dudes in the in the backfield like they normally do. They also don't have any weapons really out wide except for they their don't. Tight end. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's really no and, threat. And we're. I don't know how long we're into the podcast here. We haven't even discussed how Hugh Freeze said that they were having open competition for the right tackle position this week. Yeah. All right. Can can we talk about that for a second? So, are y'all? I'm so glad that we don't have coaches that talk like that anymore at press conferences. <laughs> yeah. That is so stupid. Like, by the way, oh, the open competition. competition, man. We're gonna motivate these guys. Like Lane Kiffin would never do that mid season. I mean, preseason, it, he gets a little – it gets tiresome with the quarterback competitions. But, like, in week seven, we're barely even practicing, much less having, like, Oklahoma drills. Like, I'm sure Freeze has got them doing on the planes. Just – I know I know where Nick's coming from, and I don't really no, entirely do disagree. I respect his opinion, too. The, uh, the scars are deep. It, it's been historically – Tough sledding for Ole Miss. Well, yeah, I mean that's just a planes. fact. I mean, yeah, what what he said about our troubles there—that's if you're an Ole Miss fan, and you've watched us play in Jordan Hare, you know that it's just—it's a nightmare every time we're there. Even when we win, it just—it takes years off your life. I—I I don't know. I at some point it Nick, matters. Are you th- who the better team win? is? Um. Yeah, Ole Miss going to win. I don't mm, – uh, cover is – I could see Ole Miss winning by seven and, and covering. So, like, if the, if I could get seven, I think that I would say we wouldn't cover. But, yeah, yeah I could see, like, a 24-17. I just think – I think we're going to win. I don't necessarily think we're going to cover. And I think it's going to be, like, early in the fourth quarter, 
Auburn's going to have the football and you're going to be like, are, are we doing this again? I just ultimately think they don't, they won't be able to score in the fourth quarter and win. Definitely can see that. I could see that. But the problem is, is like they don't have a two minute offense because they can't complete a four. They're still throwing it two handed at all. Right. Right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I just, yeah, man, I just don't like, yeah, I, I, I understand. I understand the demons and I, I, I get that in Jordan Hare is a tough place to play full stop. Like that is a legit home field advantage, but I also just, I think Ole Miss can get there, come out, hit him in the mouth, score, get a stop, score, get a stop. Then what are they going to do? Like, how are they going to respond to that? And I'm sure that's best case scenario start, obviously, but I, and, Give me two weeks of Pete Golding preparing for whatever the fuck Auburn's doing on offense any day of the week. I mean, again, it's it's similar to playing like an option team in that if you can get on them, they'll it's over. But if you get into a rock fight, it's in the it's the yeah. prediction that Nick has where it's like a fourth quarter game. I think Ole Miss wins it mm-hmm. either way, but it's just how comfortable do you want to be in the fourth quarter? If Here's Ole Miss how, comes out and jumps on Auburn, it will be over. But, but they just don't have the they don't have the weapons. To, they'll they'll be trying to do things they can't do, and it's going to spiral out of control on them. But if they hang around, it'll be a four. You know, or they get up. Like that, that's one thing that's lost here too. Is Auburn went up ten nothing on Georgia, and so and they just extended that thing all the way into the, almost the fourth quarter. But like I said they'll have 200 yards of offense and have the ball for over 30 minutes. Freeze knows he doesn't have an offense. He'll run the clock out. That dude, We all know how that we've seen him coach. He wants to go fast. And so yeah. – And he can't. He, he can't. He didn't have the he didn't have the players. So I he, think yeah, this. He's going to try to I muddy it up. Lane would win at Auburn. Mm-hmm. Mm. That, there's your prediction. I wonder what that line is on a neutral site. I just I think Tulane's favorite on neutral side. Yeah, I think I do too. I do too. What about what about Southern Miss? Oh, oh my Lord. Auburn would <laughs> dog walk Southern Miss. I yeah, okay, Nick, here here's what I could definitely see happening. I could see this being a knockdown drag out ninety four throwback game. Ole Miss is up seventeen ten late. They score, they go up fourteen. And then Thorne throws a pick six, something like that. Now, sure, take it. I mean, right now it's survive in advance. Just get a win. It doesn't matter. We're not doing the the eye test and, and all that bullshit. Like, this is just win games at this point. Um, I just – and this is also, like, going back to where, you know, well, Ole Miss is, like, they've been really efficient defensively. They've gotten stops when they need it. The one glaring issue for Ole Miss has been third down defense. But like historically and currently. Yeah. yeah. But like also, like, okay, sure. Third down, like they got to get better on third downs. Like we keep coming back to this. Auburn doesn't have the dudes to make you pay. Like they don't have a, you know, a Duke Williams or a Sammy Coates. Or, you know, whoever, insert playmakers 
from Auburn that they've had over the years. Like they don't have like they don't have a Tank Bigsby. You know, it's not. I think that that's and I, again not saying you're wrong because like it could very well just get weird, but historically Auburn has had better players at certain positions that were of great importance. And this year, I mean, I honestly think Ole Miss has the edge everywhere. And tell me if you've seen this movie before, when the head coach puts way too much stock in a game and makes way too big of a deal about the game for a long time, and then it bites you in the ass. Because guess what? Lane Kiffin's done that every year with Alabama. Mm -hmm. So... And by the way, know. just breaking, well, I guess 20, 30 minutes ago, Wesley McGriff is stepping away for a personal matter, will not be coaching Saturday for Auburn. Oh. That's interesting. Coach Crime, I hope everything's hopefully, okay. Hopefully it's not. Yeah, 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 hopefully nothing's actually bad or wrong. But I, we haven't talked about it yet. But again, very different roster. But Ron Roberts, last time he was the defensive coordinator against Ole Miss, was a Sugar Bowl when he was coaching at Baylor. But Ole Miss's quarterback gets hurt, spiraled from there. But that Baylor team had some NFL guys on it, and they were a Dave Aranda defense that had players. Um, yeah, and, and the other thing about that, you know who Ron Roberts coached at Delta State, right? A exactly. Yeah. Peter. Pete. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I was sitting there thinking, Freeze's been around a while. I'm sure Golding has. But ha have they coached against each other, Pete and Freeze? I don't yeah. think there was overlap at Bama, was, was there? It, was he the 16 coordinator at Bama? Good question. I know that I know that Kirby was at Georgia in 16, but was there somebody in between Kirby and No, and he was still at UTSA. Who was the D.C. between them? Uh, efforting was it still? Yeah, maybe. It was Jeremy Pruitt. Oh, Pruitt. Yeah, 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 yeah. The man that doesn't know what asparagus is. Um, so yeah, I guess he's never coached against Freeze. Not that that matters. I just, you know, mm -hmm. thought it was interesting. Freeze's stuff is not like it's not highly specialized and scientific. No, it's also and, not new. It's also not new. Like, Correct. The in 2011 or whatever, 2012, the book wasn't out on freeze. And I'm not saying the book is the end all be all. I, I just I'm just saying like at this point, there's plenty of film about on Hugh Freeze's offense and his tendencies, what he prefers to do on down and distance. And I trust that that Pete is <laughs> well acquainted with all of that. Yeah, I, I just. I, I keep coming back to they just don't have the players. Like, they, they can't score. And they just don't have anybody that can just break a game open. Yeah. Like, you know, they, they've had guys over the years that were track guys that, you know, they could get behind the defense. And, you know, I, I just – is Jay Fair going to do it? Is Rivaldo Merriweather, whatever his name is, or Shane Hooks, or, you know, are, are these the guys that are going to – Burn a secondary at all this that has been really good. Real Madrid, I think. 
I'll take the LSU game out of it. I know that it's hard to do. Um, has Ole Miss given up a ton of big plays this year? There are a couple of long throws to Alabama. One of them was kind of a fluke. One of them was a great play, and there was one, one long of, play. One of them was incomplete. Yeah, one of them wasn't even a catch against LSU. Um, then one on against Tulane. Oh yeah, that Georgia Tech ball. That was that was that incomplete. was incomplete. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. the one I'm thinking of. Sorry. Um, um, I mean LSU too. One of those touchdowns, like that. that yeah. Yeah. yeah Should have been a catch. touchdown. That, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I think we're all Nick. What's your prediction? I didn't catch if you think we're going to cover. You said cover. Um, I'd say no cover. I think I think Auburn covers. I think we I think we beat them by like, yeah, six. I'm two and one on the planes. I'm going Saturday. Plan on making it three and one, and I think we cover. I did see so, our last win down there. If that, that, so were that you, Ben? Were you there? All three of the last wins. Or no, excuse me, I'm two and you, one. You, so you were there, oh three and fifteen, oh three, fifteen and twenty one. Yep. Okay. I only make road trip. Well, that's not true. I, sometimes I've gone when I'm just excited about the team, but I typically only go when I think we've got a chance at winning. Which, as the listeners probably know, is probably ninety percent of the time. And I'm saying chance, not an expectation. Um, but this time, I expect them to win. I expect on this to win. Oh, we may not. I mean, it is. I've seen us lose plenty of games. I'll be fine. But so, last thing 34 34 to 14 is what I'm thinking. Something like that. It's going to remind you of, and they may score a little bit more, but think like Ole Miss, Texas 2013. Not the home game, the one in Austin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, last thing here before we get to the rest of the slate and get our locks in just kind of wrapping this all up with what everybody's kind of thrown in the, in the fire here. I think the, one of the biggest storylines that I haven't really heard many people talk about, but y'all have all mentioned it in some form or fashion here. Freeze is, he has to like his, the inner turmoil in his brain, in his heart, in his belly has got to just be, it's got to be like 500 degrees because he wants to run tempo. He wants to go fast, but he simply cannot because Peyton Thorne has been erratic at best. And Robbie Ashford is extremely limited with what he can do. So like, that's the, you know, we know it from watching teams for the past decade go up tempo where it's great if you can go fast, but like you have to, you have to get, Plus yeah, first down yardage. Yeah. Yeah. Like first yeah. down is a big down if you're a tempo team and you get a, you know, no gain or one yard or you throw an incomplete pass, then it's second and 10. Like that's like, we talk about it all the time, you know, when you would go tempo with like Phil Longo and you throw two incomplete passes, well then it's third and 10. So like, mm-hmm. great, you go fast, but you're going three and out. So like, that's my thing that, you know, something's got to give there with Freeze where, like, is he going to try to muddy this game up and take the air out of the ball and try to use the home field advantage? Or is he going to slam his head into a wall and try to make Robbie Ashford or Peyton Thorne go up-tempo and just all of a sudden be good? So, 
you know, round and round we go here. I, I think Ole Miss covers, like Ben said. I think it's like a somewhat of a close game where Auburn has life and they they believe. And I, I think Ole Miss slams the door and punches one in late and, you know, wins by 14, something like that. They are Would a you, lesser team than what Tennessee had in 2021. The environment will not – that whole school – Hated Lane Kiffin. Yeah, the environment oh, will dude. not be that. No matter what, that whole does. state, that whole state hated Lane Kiffin. Correct, and we rolled in there like half healthy, you know, and oh, and you're walking them. wounded at White Ridge. Walking wounded, nobody. Yeah, yeah. And and I know we had Matt Crowell to carry our sorry ass across the finish line, but yeah. but but we did, <laughs> and so yeah, you know, yeah, but he did, I don't, yeah. Yeah. So anyway, go ahead, Austin. I, I just, I, I'm, I'm tired of the, the rap. I don't know. I'm tired of that. Uh, that, that doesn't mean anything to me. I was just going to come on Zach's point about punching one in late. Kiffin has shown a tendency to sneak one in there that affects the number. Uh, so, so he was playing to cover. Yeah. It wouldn't doing. surprise me if we're, if it's like, you know, 24 18 and, we kick a field goal with like you know, as the clock expires. <laughs> he will. He will. I um. Yeah, I I think. I do think it's the combination of Quinshawn Jenkins and Ulysses Bentley is going to be a lot for them to handle. And I think Jackson Dart's going to have a good game because again, I expect the big three from the portal to be on offense. And maybe this is the game where Zakari Franklin becomes the slant monster we all thought he'd be in this offense. And they're not going to have an answer. And again, I do think this is, you know, kind of what last year was. You, you force people to load the box to stop the run. And then Dart has been so much better this year at taking care of the football and picking his spots and taking what the defense gives him. And I mean, that's the key on the road is you win the turnover battle more times than not, you're going to win. Okay. So let's right. go to locks. Before we do that, remind you, the show is brought to you by Homefield Apparel. If you haven't done so already, go to homefieldapparel.com, go to the Ole Miss collection, get you some merch. If you're heading to the Plains, represent Ole Miss with some Homefield Apparel. Probably going to be chilly. I haven't checked the weather forecast, but Nothing better than sitting under a hoodie than a super comfy home field shirt. They are incredibly comfy. They're soft. I love them. Nick's a big fan. Austin, Ben, you guys are in on the uh, on the movement now. Go there. Use promo code TOC23. Get 15% off your first purchase, and you will not regret it. It is fantastic. I, I, I can't say enough good things about home field. They've been good to us, and – um. I mean, hell, it, it might be cold enough to where you can you can bust out a quarter zip, you can bust out a hoodie. Maybe if you want to get real spunky, you get that bomber jacket and really flex on some people in Auburn. But homefieldapparel.com, use promo code TOC23 for 15% off. All right, let's get into locks. Um, I'm sure we'll tackle the slate as we run through these locks. If, um, well, I'll, 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 we'll go by the rules here. We'll let everybody... Uh, 
Get in uh, round robin style, Austin, alphabetical order, fire away. All right, let's open with one I want to get out of the way, and I'm sure nobody else will want to touch later anyway. So uh, give me Coastal Carolina laying nine and a half against Arkansas <laughs> State. Uh, Arkansas State playing their back. I can get you ten and a half. No way. It's gone down. I'm staring at a nine and a half. I'm look, oh, let me refresh Vegas Insider. Hold on. My apologies. Okay, no, you're doing right. Like, my yeah, my bad, yeah. my bad, my bad. Yeah, we're doing like books you can actually fire on, not like <laughs> aggregators. Hey, this is Vegas Insider. I'll, That's what I'm saying. You can't pull. You can't push the button on Vegas Insider though. They just aggregate like numbers. So uh, Arkansas State's playing there. I don't know. Backup quarterback, true freshman, has some success on the road early. Late has not looked good at all. Coastal. Um, same thing early in the year, kind of stumbled out of the gate, but have come to life, uh, recently. Grayson McCall is still there, still playing really well. They figured some things out. They're actually just running their old offense now, finally. And nine and a half is, I think that's, that's ridiculous. That should be this easy. Is, yeah, yeah. Yeah. This is a 14, 17, 21 point game. There's virtually no home field advantage in Arkansas state. So I'm not really concerned about that. No weather concerns. Grayson McCall is healthy. I think coastal cruises. So, uh. Lay the nine and a half. The Red Wolves are dreadful. Are you looking at cutting your health insurance premiums by as much as 20 to 30%? Are you aging into Medicare and need help finding a Medicare supplement plan? Call Drew Moak of USA Benefits Group at 601-953-8449. Drew is an Ole Miss grad located in Mississippi and licensed in seven states. He works with the nation's second largest health insurance brokerage with access to 35 different carriers, and he can help you with any of your health insurance needs. From regular health plans to life insurance to dental and vision and even Medicare, he has it all covered. Now more than ever, it is critical to have a health insurance agent who is local and accessible. So call Drew Moak at 601-953-8449 and get your free quote today. The College Corner is headed to Oxford. Stop by their new location in the Oxford Commons off Sisk Avenue. They'll have 4,000 square feet of Rebel gear ready for your trip to the Grove. On your next trip to Oxford, stop by the College Corner or our other great locations in Ridgeland and Flowood. Hats, shirts, polos, pullovers, sweats, t-shirts. College Corner has it all. And as always, you can visit us online at collegecornerstore.com. That's collegecornerstore.com. The College Corner, where your game day apparel meets. Ole Miss football is happening. The Chris Beard era right around the corner. A retooled Ole Miss baseball not long removed from his 2022 national championship, the first ever for the program, is ready for a rebound in 2024. Have you gotten your tickets? There are plenty available for all sports. Single game tickets for football available now. As are season tickets for basketball. And baseball season tickets go on sale starting in October. And you can also get tickets right now for the throwback game in the Tad Pad. They're still available, including VIP packages. But they're going fast, and you don't want to miss out. Don't miss any of your Rebels in action this season. Visit www.olmistix.com. That's www.olmistix.com. Or you can give them a call at 662-915-7159. That's 662-915-7159 for the Ole Miss Athletic Foundation, a proud sponsor of the flagship and the Talk of Champions podcast network. Ole Miss fans, you can never be too careful, especially these days and with young kids at home. 
Don't take any chances and secure your home with Eufy Smart Lock. An easy install, all-in-one security device for your front door and that peace of mind we're all looking for. I myself am a Eufy user, and I can tell you firsthand, go ahead and ditch those house keys forever, grab a Phillips head screwdriver because that's all you'll need, and give Eufy Smart Lock a try today. No monthly fee, and Eufy customer service is waiting on standby 247 to help you with any and all home security needs. So what are you waiting for? Head to Vault Hemingway or the Pavilion or Swayze Field to cheer on your Ole Miss Rebels with the reassurance your home is in good hands with Eufy Smart Lock. Eufy Video Lock makes it easy to keep an eye on things back home. Its built-in camera can tell you who's at the front door from the comfort of your stadium seat. Search Eufy Video Lock, that's E-U-F-Y Video Lock, or visit eufyofficial.com, eufyofficial.com slash video lock, to see how you can gain complete control of your door. That's Eufy Smart Lock and Eufy Video Lock, a proud sponsor of the Talk of Champions Podcast Network. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Okay. Um, so I've taken under in Iowa like no. half the- Weeks this year, I'm not. I'm not touching it this week. It's okay. they're finally figuring it out. It's down to 31. Like insane. I just don't know that I can go under that. I'm sure Nick. Nick, is that what you want to do? Go ahead, take it, and I'll wait. Yeah, yeah. If are you sure you don't want it? I'm. Yeah, I'm positive. Take it. Yeah. All right. So, um, yeah, I want Iowa. I want the total You're going under 31. And I'm going over 31. Okay. Okay. It's absurdist. I mean, that sounds crazy, but I just (laughs) don't think the Minnesota defense is like really very good. I mean, if you look at their last few games, they've given up a lot of points. And this, this like matchup in the last few years is, um, you know, last year was 31 and 37, then or excuse me, last year was 23, then 49, then 42, then 52. There's been some points in this matchup. And the Iowa offense is probably worse than most of those years, but I don't think it it like got bad all of a sudden. It's been bad for a few years. Other than last year's 13 to 10 game, every other one of those games is over. And I think this line has gotten out of hand. I mean, 31 and a half is a crazy number. If, it's like a bit at this point. Yeah, 21 to 10, which is a very low scoring game and would require like, you know, maybe one defensive score by Iowa, 21 to 10 covers. Like, that's a that's a crazy number. If this was a number in the NFL, people would be like, well, I mean, is there a hurricane they're playing in? Yeah. So I'm taking it. I think Do there's you... been like five games total under 33, and I think it's four and one to the over. So, I, yeah, it's too low of a number. I just want to have some fun. Do y'all think – uh, PJ Fleck and um, oh my God, it's Joe Blank on his name. Uh, Matt Campbell hang out in like the Sky Club at airports and like get hammered and just talk about how they missed their window. Just lament, yeah. 
<laughs> just hey, isn't Matt Campbell like leading the Big Twelve or second in it or something? They're second. They're second in the Big Twelve right now. <clears throat> yeah, they're kind of weak though. Just, just to top off that, by the way, Minnesota last week gave up fifty-two points to Michigan. They gave up twenty-four points to Louisiana. They gave up thirty-seven points to Northwestern. I just don't think their defense is very good. And you know, maybe this is the movable object versus the stoppable force or whatever. But you know, I could see Iowa breaking. You know, twenty twenty-four here. Who? Who is crazy. playing? Who is playing quarterback for Iowa? They're back up. Who's a bomb? Yeah, but Rocco, what's his or no? What? What's his name? Wait, is it the guy? Like, is it the guy that's like two hundred and seventy pounds? Yes. Yeah, he's huge. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Deacon yeah. Hill. Deacon Hill. That's Deacon. Him. That's it. What a name, man! That dude. What an Iowa quarterback name, Deacon Hill, dude. Once Freeze gets wind of this guy, he's gonna try to get him to transfer. <laughs> y'all think Deacon. y'all think Deacon Hill like eats cornbread and whole milk or like nope. butter milk? Oh you know why? God. His milk's too spicy. You know why? Because he's from <laughs> Santa Barbara. Oh, no wow. way. Well, there's very similar. I was you talk about a, a culture shock, man. <laughs> yeah, he's from God. Santa Barbara, California. He went to Santa Barbara High School. God, what a culture imagine? shock. Could you imagine growing up in Santa Barbara and then going to Iowa City? To go Deacon's to Iowa City a, to, to be the backup quarterback. What are you doing? Yeah. Deacon's listed, a pretty Santa Barbara name now that I, now that you mention it. Like that, yeah, that true. makes sense. I can definitely see him like broing it out on a surfboard. <laughs> yeah. He's listed on Wikipedia at 6'3, 258. On the Iowa oh, he's website, he's, he's six Absolutely they have him at huge. they have him at 6'3, 258. Yeah, he looks like a dude that they just got off the street to come play. Yeah. But the next I, point, like there's probably going to be a lot of short fields and turnovers and fumbles and all kinds. And 31 is not asking too much. It's so, not asking anything. <laughs> it's crazy. I mean, it's, yeah. Have so you don't, seen Iowa scores though, man? I'd be nervous. I'll no, be so don't, 11 I, field I, goals. I get it. 11 field goals and you're there. So don't. I, I will say this: if the over is, if it's thirty and a half, and and, and Zach, if you pull it up, the give me the number because I'm not sure if it's thirty, or if it's thirty-one or thirty-one and a half. But every single game this year would have gone over thirty-one, but for it's last week's and a half. Yeah, okay, last yeah. week's Wisconsin game was fifteen-six, and then they lost to Penn State thirty-one nothing. Every one of their other games has gone over comfortably. I just like that's just a crazy number. I mean, they beat. Purdue twenty to fourteen. Okay, easy cover if that happens. Beat Michigan State twenty six sixteen. Easy cover. Yeah. And, and again, look at Minnesota's scores, man. Their their defense is porous. I don't should look, take this opportunity to point out that last year the score in the yeah. Iowa Minnesota game was thirteen to ten. It was thirteen to ten. It's a different. It was a different game. It was in the Twin Cities. And don't look now, but Deacon Hill has completed twenty three passes in three weeks. Jeez. 11 for 27 against Michigan State, six, six, 6 for 21 against Purdue, and 6 for 14 last week for 37 yards. He was 6 yards. for 21, and they scored 24 points against Purdue? 20. Okay. Th- yeah, that's yeah. crazy. Dude, we have spent so much time on Iowa. <laughs> 6 for 21 doesn't make sense. It's so dumb. The crazy thing is, is like, I watched highlights from their game last week, and like their defensive highlights are fun. Like they've got two bona fide like All American candidates at corner. And by the way, one of them cornerback is cornerback. You, dude, LSU can say what they want about DBU. Iowa's up there. 
Yeah. And I'm sure yeah. Iowa's got some guard that's going to go like fourth overall too. The Titans Probably. will draft him, and then he'll be a bum. Um, yeah. <laughs> was Worfs yeah. from there? Tristan Worfs? Is he? Tristan. Yeah, I thought, thought so. Maybe not. Maybe not. Regardless, you know how they are. All, All right, right. We can move on. Austin, else who can... did you pick first? What game? Coastal. Coastal. We've talked on Iowa so long I forgot. Um, yeah. All right. Legitimately forgot. I, I couldn't remember for sure. All right. Um, so, game one, I used to do this a lot on the show, and I've not done it in a while. I am going to take a big favorite here, and I'm going to take the Michigan Wolverines and mm. lay 24 points mm. in East Lansing against Michigan State. No. Analysis, no analysis other than Michigan is rolling. They may be the best team in college football, legitimately. They are. The, they are the best team in college football. This and line Michigan should be States. bigger. It should be 30. It, it, yes, it should. This is, yeah, 31 and a half, 30 and a half. I agree. Um, and Michigan State, to here you go, Nick. They gave up, what, 26 to Iowa? So um, give me uh, give me Michigan. All right. And you remember the, what happened last year in the tunnel, right? The fight and shit. Like, yeah. Jim Harbaugh does not strike me as the type of dude that forgets that stuff. Yeah. No. Uh, the benefit of recording this on a Wednesday evening gives me the opportunity to take the James Madison University Dukes uh, on the road against Marshall. I know. They are, as our as our boy Tom Fernelli would say, they are a wagon. Um, are. I know it's in it's in Huntington, and you know, oh, you know, we are Marshall. It can get a little weird there. The crowd will be hyped for an undefeated JMU team, but this is a Marshall team that gave up forty eight to NC State, thirty five to Old Dominion, and they beat Virginia Tech, but somehow let them score seventeen. Um, and this was before they moved. I think it's before Kyron Drones. Or no, he played in that game. But regardless, Marshall's not good. They're four and two. Um, uh, this is no like JMU is legit. Like it's ridiculous that they can't play in the postseason. Um, they should be ranked, and it's egregious. And I think JMU marches in there and dominates. And three and a half is not asking much. I agree. The and Marshall, Dukes. I think, blew them They've been out good to me all year. year. Yeah, they're rolling. And I think Marshall blew them out last year because JMU was on a backup quarterback. So, again, this is another one of those angles where JMU is, is going to remember that. And uh, they've been on a mission anyway. But yeah, what was the they're so good, man. One? Their defensive line is nasty. Oh, I'm, a, I'm telling you. All of Ukwu's they... buddies. Yeah, uh, oh man, can you imagine what they'd be like with him? Like, seriously, dude, that's the best group of five team or whatever you want to call them, non-power five team in the country, I think. Yeah, they just destroy people at the line of scrimmage. I mean, you can't like they dominate everybody in the trenches. I would oh, not yeah. want them to come play Ole Miss. I mean, I think we would beat them, no. but it would be painful. No, there's anybody that schedules them right now is an idiot like if somebody's yeah, like, like hey let's you, go man. play jmu yeah what are you doing all right all right awesome. I'm up. all right i'm going 
you know, I've stayed away from big games for most of the year. So I'm going to dip my toe in the water on this one. Probably will ultimately regret it. But nonetheless, uh, give me the Nittany Lions against Ohio State. Catching four and a half. I just think Penn State's got a top three defense in the country. Ohio State's got a really good defense, too. But uh, I think Penn State can control a line of scrimmage on that side of the ball, limit Ohio State's explosiveness. They McCord's not been great downfield. They, you know, they have Marvin Harrison Jr. in Egbuka, but they can't really get them the ball. And Ohio State's run game has not been overly impressive. I just think if James Franklin's ever going to do it, this this is one of the years where, you know, he may have the better team in the trenches on both sides of the ball, offensive and defensive lines. QB may be a toss-up, but I think Penn State can play ball control. Their defense is good enough to keep them in it. Um, this is probably going to be an old-school Big Ten slugfest, low-scoring, total of 46. So with a compressed total like that, I think points are valuable. They're at a premium. Giving me over the key numbers of three and four, I got to take them. So give me Penn State plus four and a half. I like it. And – this is the first time in a while that I can remember that Ohio State has really struggled to run the football. Yeah. Yeah. They yeah. couldn't run it against Indiana. Offensive line plays like down nationally. Mm-hmm. It is. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Well, it's because all these, all, these, all these dang also. kids are worried about seven on seven. <laughs> I mean, there may be some truth in that, but I think you're right, Ben. I, I like Penn State's quarterback. I like their running. I like their yeah. weapons, man. They, they, Drew they Alar is some- legit. Yeah, yeah, they're yeah. good. And they're, they're getting some guys back at wide receiver this week, too, that have been, you know, missed a couple games. And Penn State's corners, they may have the best corners in the country. So I know Ohio State's got the best receivers, and typically I defer to the receivers in that matchup. They, but I think they can limit the, Ohio State downfield. Who's the corner they got that's his dad played in the NFL? What's his name? I, didn't he go did to he, the league last year? Did he leave? Yeah, Joey Porter. Joey Porter yeah. Jr., right? Yeah. Is he gone? I think. Maybe. I mean, yeah, their their defense, yeah. Even if he's not there, their defense is good. Yeah, he, um, he's he's with the Steelers now. Okay, it? sorry. I misspoke. Yeah. Um, but also good news, I can get you four. You gotta give me a hook on that. Yeah, get you want he it? Wants, okay. He's, like, okay. he's getting boards. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that is correct. Wait, didn't um, Joey Porter play for the Steelers? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And his son also. Yeah. It's that's pretty cool. It's uh we're getting into the, the point now the simulation phase of my life where like I know, guys man. that I used to have on my fantasy team, their kids are now on my fantasy team. Yeah, it, it's one thing for them to be in like high school in college, but like he's already in the pros. I mean, as soon as it's gonna be Joe Porter the third's gonna be recruited. Like Yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. All right, my am I Ben yeah, or Nick. Nick, whoever. Yeah, go ahead, Nick. All right. Um, I had um, actually, you know, I'm going to go with my second one because no one's going to pick this last one. I don't, I don't want this next one to get gone because I had I had Michigan there. I, I really like that. I think the line should be like 30. I, I, I kind of think they're going to just beat them mercilessly. Uh, I'm going to go with Duke plus 16 and a half here. I don't Uh-oh. really know the reason that this line is so. Let's big. stop I, it. I, stop it. Stop it. Yeah, yeah. I'm 16. only seeing 14 and a half. Yeah, I was gonna stop you. Oh, maybe you open at 16 going. and a half. Yeah, that could be what it was. Right, yeah, yeah. Open at 16 and a half, down to 14 and a half. That's my 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 mistake. It's no, no. Are, half, do you still 20. want them? Do what? Do you still want them at 14 and a half? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. No, I wrote 14 okay, and a half. Okay. I said Just making sure. All right. Yeah, um, cool. I I don't 
I don't really care about Riley Leonard's status. I think their defense is good enough. I think that Florida State's a good football team that is still kind of flawed, and I just don't think that Duke's going to just come out and get drubbed. I think Michael is too good of a coach to lose by, you know, three scores basically to Florida State. So 14 and a half, that's mm-hmm. good. I, I saw I saw Duke's defense the last couple of weeks. They probably should have beaten Notre Dame, and we've seen what Notre Dame's done. You know, I know they're up and down and stuff, but – it just seems like a lot of points to a pretty good team. And I don't think that Florida State has – I think we're giving them a little too much credit because of the name on their jerseys. Have they earned the right to be like two-plus touchdown favorites over another really good team? I don't necessarily think yet, you know, in the same way that Texas probably wouldn't have earned it either. And it's Man. a look-ahead spot because they got Wake Forest next week. That's a good point. Uh, yeah. Look, I I may look ridiculous later. I think Duke can win this outright. I do too. I do too. So so like two like over two scores is kind of crazy. If it was thirteen yeah. and a half, I'd still probably bet it. But I mean, like I could understand it a little bit more. But this is two plus touchdowns. And there's rumors that that Leonard may be back. I don't know. I mean, you know, the right. ankle was pretty badly injured against Notre Dame. He... But if he's back, how is this two TDs plus? He was apparently not moving well last week on the sidelines. And that's possible, but I just – I don't know. Maybe I they shoot him up. Maybe they shoot him up. Minute. Their defense and their coaching staff, man, they're the like yeah. best coaching staff in the country, maybe. Yeah, like really good coaching staffs don't get just blown out right. often like that. I, I just – they're going to have a game plan to go out there, and if they have to slow the game down or whatever it is – to again, I don't think Florida State's quite the team that's just like, oh my gosh, they've got 47 five stars. You absolutely just can't compete with them. No, yeah. I don't think Duke's gonna. I mean, have they shown any indication that they can't compete with a team that's far more talented than them? No, I don't think they have. <clears throat> I agree. Is Jarrell uh, Stenson's like brother play. gonna put the seatbelt on Keon Coleman? It's a tough matchup, man. But Duke's played well in the secondary, they play well everywhere. Wish he was at Ole Miss. Hmm. Yeah, El- Elko's a good coach. Yeah. Um, Nick, if Nick, if Ole Miss had Keon Coleman, would you lay the points this weekend against Auburn? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> if we had Keon Coleman, we'd be unbeaten, ultimately, yeah. is, what, is what it is. Cause, you might be you right. Know, uh, well, I'll say that. He probably would have got injured, too. If he had I was going to say, he would have pulled his hammy the first week. <laughs> <laughs> just don't. But I mean, we'd be unbeaten. I just we would have been. He, he would have had too many weapons. He would have drag raced on seven with his new car. <laughs> yeah. All right, Ben, you got one, or you need me to go? Yeah, I do. I do. All right, All right. so I'm going to take another big favorite. Um, I'm just asking to get hammered this week. I'm do a an zero three, like y'all said. All right, I'm going to go to New Orleans. Oh, and <laughs> and lay twenty with you're the, the two side. lane green wave. You're, yeah. you're on the wrong side. What is what is Tulane done to show they're going to beat North Texas by like three touchdowns? Wait, what? What is Tulane show said that they're going to be North Texas by three touchdowns? Okay, so I I don't know if you've noticed, but the only loss Tulane has this year is to Ole Miss. Right, and, they beat Memphis by ten, UAB by twelve. They the only team they've really beaten bad all year is Nickel State, okay, FCS, and USM. Who I'm not even sure that they have a football team anymore. And Temple, <laughs> that's North Texas. 
Yeah, it, oh, yeah. Sorry, North, excuse North me. Texas <laughs> destroyed Temple. I just, my bad, mm. my bad, my bad. I was looking at. I was trying to make a case for North Texas here. Oh yeah. So, go on, Ben. I'm, I'm all. All right. Ears. I like Chandler Rogers. I mean, I think he's a nice player. But well, let me ask you this: If there's no reason for the line to be twenty, why is it twenty? I have no idea. Tulane's defense is kind of mediocre. I mean, what? Tulane is very good. I think they're the best team in the AAC. I think that they're going to win this game by 20 points. That here, Here's the thing. I, they allow 79 yards rushing a game. Oh, my God. Nick is, an, is a crazy person. Again, um, they played USM, who literally doesn't have a football team. And Nickel State in two of those five games, two of those six games. Wait, excuse me. FIU beat North Texas this year. Yeah, correct. FIU won tonight, so I oh mean, that's God. you know, he's up like on my McIntyre. <laughs> Nick was going to pick North Texas. It, look, the I, three I three I, I, don't, I don't have a third lock now because you take him to a mine <laughs> in the row. You're the wrong side here. I can't. I cannot wait. I mean, I hate to say to say like, I can't wait to see you go in three. But I can't wait to see you go two and one and lose this game. <laughs> Oh man! You're gonna make me lock in Auburn, aren't you? You gonna make Nick act up? <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, he's acting up right now. I know. All right, so this is uh, give me. I'm gonna lay twenty with Tulane. Um, right. Nick makes some some compelling points, but you know this whole <laughs> what makes what makes you think? All right, like I don't even know how to interpret that. Uh, give me the Memphis game was on the road, and I don't even think it was on a Saturday, was it? It's like during no, it was I was a Friday. Maybe, maybe. It was on, yeah, Friday. Yeah, it was a Friday. That's weird anyway. They still won by 10. Oh, Miss can't day. even do that half the time. So give me uh give me Tulane. It is Tulane's homecoming. I know this because I'm a Tulane season ticket holder, and <laughs> this ticket actually fetched some money. We sold a, a ticket earlier in the year. I'm wait, not are you serious? Yeah, so we could have good seats for the Ole Miss game. Uh we sold a ticket to God, you are just playing. the biggest fucking sicko. I think it was UAB on nine thirty, and and we sold them for and these tickets were like the thirty yard line. Sold them for a dollar and twenty cents a piece. Nice. I, I don't wow. know why they even have a gate. Just open the open the doors and let people come in for a dollar twenty. Like Kansas, they ought to truly just do it like high school. Pay ten dollars, you get in. Oh boy, seriously, sit where you want. I guess when when we're rolling right now, fifty three and thirty one against the spread, you got extra coin to just buy season tickets at AAC schools. <laughs> And sell them for a dollar twenty. We we were like, oh, we'll what make was some the money season back. ticket? Like one hundred fifty bucks? What was it? It was it was one hundred. He's literally one hundred fifty dollars at like the twenty six yard line. Oh, and that's not bad. These um these like the homecoming game actually made some money, but yeah, we, we sort of took a bath on that one. Probably won't do that again. <laughs> Jesus. Probably will All not right. renew two lane season tickets if you're wondering. <laughs> Speaking of taking a bath, uh, my second lock, uh, we're out of the tub. We have dried off. We've lathered up with moisturizer. We've combed the hair. We're going Still to L. We're, we're going to LA, baby. Mm-hmm. Quote, everybody wants to be in these two 12 and a half shoes right here. So some opinion of sheep, lions don't worry about that stuff. That would be the reigning Heisman Trophy winner, Caleb Williams, after uh, some Chad crazy selfie quote. video with him. Um, look, y'all know I love 
me some Kyle Whittingham. And I love the Utes. They are captain of team put the paws on you, but this isn't at Rice Eccles. And Cam Rising's not coming through that door. Their offense is god-awful. They might have a worse offense than Auburn. It's bad. It's bad. And I yeah, think is this Cam is... Rising ever coming through that door? I don't think he is. No. no. I don't think he is. I, at this point, I think he might get a haircut before he plays. Um, yeah, there's no way. I, this is a game that Lincoln Riley is going to just really try to pad some stats and try to get Caleb Williams back on that Heisman train. Because I I think the game last week might have just killed a back-to-back shot. Yeah, he's up at like plus 3,500. Yeah, I mean, Notre Dame, you talk about put the paws on you. Notre Dame put the paws on him last week. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, But the line's only seven. Are you kidding me? I know Utah's got a good defense, but at some point they're going to score more than seven points and win this game. I, I don't even think I, I know you I know SC's defense sucks, but I mean Utah's got to score. To me, this is in the Coliseum. This is a night game where Caleb Williams does his thing where he runs around and throws it to Zachariah Branch 12 times and they handle it. I mean, it's it's only seven. Like if this was 13, I wouldn't touch it, but it's only seven. So give me give me the Trojans at home to get back on the uh get back on the train and keep the uh Heisman hype for Caleb Williams rolling. I kinda like it for the reasons you said. Utah can't score. And away from home, they've been pretty mediocre this year. They've they've yeah. skated by some some pretty pedestrian offenses. They've not really played anybody like USC that can put up points in a hurry. So I like it. I do question you know, where's where's USC's head collectively? Like, are they are they checked out now that they're almost certainly out of the national title contention? Probably out of Pac-12 title contention. Caleb's Heisman's gone. Like, where are they? But seven against a team that can't score, I, it does feel a little light. Yeah, I mean, at, at this point, they're what? I mean, they're six and one. Technically, they're still number one in the Pac-12 because they have four uh, four wins in the conference. So if they yeah. run the table, but they they'll make the played, playoff. Yeah, they haven't even played the meat of their schedule yet, though, right? Like, no, no, no. But uh, Utah's just not. They, they're just they can't score. No, they can't. So and they're putting in backup like safeties at running back. I mean, it's crazy. They're trying everything on offense to try to get points on the board. So <laughs> yeah. Again, away from home, I fade them. Yeah. All right. Last one. Last round here. Let's get it. Let's get it popping. All right. I got. I got two questions because these two are very numbers dependent. So if the number's not there, I don't want either of these. But what can you give me in Washington, Arizona State? What's the number? Twenty six and a half. Twenty six and a half. Stay away. At over 27, and it was over 27 earlier in the week. It was 27 and a half and, and at 28 at some shops. I would have taken Arizona State. I just, the Huskies back-to-back weeks going from, you know, the high of beating Oregon to playing lowly Arizona State, four TDs plus, I think, was asking a little too much out of them. So, um, I would have been on the Sun Devils there, but I'm not going to take them under four. All right, what about? Is, a quick question. Is Jaden Rashada back or is he still out? I don't know. I thought he might have been done for the year. Is he not? Yeah, I thought he was done for the year. 
Like, oh, okay. I, well, yeah, yeah. Never mind. I just think look, Penix is banged up. Penix, he's banged up. That's a they lot of points him. in a conference game. It's a if ton you got, of got points. Ton of points, and Arizona State can score a little bit. Um, Penix is a little hurt. They just off their biggest game of the year. I just that's four touchdowns. That would have been crazy, but I'm not. I'm not going to do it less than four TDs. All right, another one that is very numbers dependent. What can you give me in Baton Rouge? Cooler temperatures are right around the corner, and as I like to say, it's the perfect time to play a round of golf. And if you're looking for a premier golf course in northwest Mississippi or the Memphis, Tennessee area, go to Cherokee Valley Golf Club in Olive Branch, 15 minutes from the Memphis International Airport. With those cooler temps, you might want to stay warm and comfortable on the course this fall. Go in the clubhouse and check out their new selection of outerwear from Travis Matthew and FootJoy, including FootJoy's new lightweight hoodie. This 18-hole par 72 course includes four sets of tees to accommodate all players and has 11 lakes, 52 bunkers, and the wide Zoysia fairways and extra-large champion Bermuda greens and clean roughs make for an excellent opportunity every single time to post a number. If you need a premier golf experience in the Mid-South, go to Cherokee Valley Golf Club. Call them at 662-893-4444 or check them out, olivebranchgolf.com. This podcast also comes to you thanks to Bluff City Advisory Group, Memphis's leading team of finance professionals who can provide advanced assistance with financial planning, pension, and qualified plan support, and business and estate planning strategies as well. Former Ole Miss Rebel and founding partner Ben Still, along with his elite-level customer service team, make it their goal to help you meet the ongoing demands of your financial needs. Learn about this and more at bluffcityadvisory.com. I can get you, well, if you're wanting to cover, yeah, 31 and a half. Give me the Black Knights of Army at okay. 31 and a yeah. half. I just don't think there are going to be enough possessions here for LSU to run it up. I think if Army gives me 13, I'm good, right? Just give me 13. Yeah, that's five the touchdowns they have to beat them by. Yeah. And, like, there's no incentive for them to run it up against Army. They got a bye week next week. Don't they just get in and get out? 38, 13, something like it that. It also may be sleepy after last. I mean, they did yeah. just drill Auburn. And home. what do they, don't they have Alabama on the horizon? Yeah, bye week. They, Alabama, they have right? a bye week, that, bye week. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, but yeah. still, same, same to your point. I mean, their next opponent is Bama. There's absolutely no reason to go crush the troops before your bye week. Like, <laughs> just Brian, just Brian Kelly strikes me as a guy who hates the troops, though. Yeah, yeah, he could be. He's a guy who might kick a field goal late to be, beat the troops even worse. I could see that. So he's, he's the guy that can relate more with the Taliban and the American military. <laughs> oh my God. So, yeah, shout out 31, 31, just play ball control, army, limit possessions, kick four field goals. I hope LSU doesn't put up 40. I think yeah. we're good. Yeah. 31 and a half. That's all we need. Yep. All right. Ben, Nick. Uh, I'm going to let yeah, Nick I'm, go first since I'm, he. I'm going to go ahead and take a big number here, too. Uh, I, I feel like we've done it a lot. And what we're going to, you know, if you have a bad week, you look back and you're like, we, we took six numbers over 20. What were we doing? Of course, we were going to lose. But as, you know, all the other games get, keep getting taken, Ben took this, this 
the one of the worst picks of the year in in his last pick with with you know picking against the the mean green. Uh, I am going to stay in that region of the it country. It is kind of lonely on the mountaintop up here, so yeah. maybe I can well, regress to the mean. I get, I, you're, yeah, you're tied with me. Take it easy. Oh man, something about Nick ain't up there though. Before no, falls. He's not. Um. <laughs> all right, so Texas goes on the road to Houston, and on the road is yeah. really just like. Just yeah. words at this point. They're going to have more fans there than the Cougars. Cougars coming off a really like awesome win last week against West Virginia, where West Virginia basically threw a hail mary with like twenty seconds left, and then Houston like also threw a hail mary with like two seconds left. It was it was you know a very interesting game. They they won bananas. Yeah, yeah, it was a crazy game. But this is an absolute mismatch. I mean, like the players on the field. You know, we talk about like how many guys does Houston have that Texas won't. Wanted and vice versa. This is one of those. These teams just happen to be in the same conference. Every single player on the field at Texas would play at Houston, and vice versa. Very few players at Houston would play at Texas. It's 23 and a half on the road for a reason. I'm assuming Vegas gave Houston like a point or two here. I mean, it's not but a couple hours away. I, you know, they're probably sleeping in their own beds. They're going to have more fans, you know, probably than Houston or, or, or similar numbers. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I think. I think Texas defense is, is pretty good. I mean, obviously they gave up points against Oklahoma, who, by the way, is like unbeaten and ranked in the top five. That's the only game this year um, where like Texas has struggled defensively. They didn't struggle at all against Alabama. I just, I think they're going to come out here and just beat the brakes off of if Houston like 42 to 10. I just think they're going to, you know, 23 and a half. It's under that key number of 24. Yeah. Give me the, uh, give me the Longhorns. I can get you 22 hey, and a half. Oh, nice. I would love that. All right. What happened to Dana's offenses? Like, they didn't used to, like, win a ton, but they were at least fun to watch. They were kind of chaotic, you know, up and down the field. They don't even do that anymore well. I just, like, when's the last time he had a good quarterback? That's true. Like, that, I mean, yeah, but like, that seems like, you know, well, obviously you need a quarterback. But, yeah, I mean, he had, like, he's normally had, like, good quarterbacks. Well, I think he's had decent college quarterbacks. It's not like he's been putting guys in the NFL, but I mean, he had no, capable, no, no, yeah. capable college quarterbacks. Yeah, I mean, it may be as simple as that, but like they're not even fun to watch anymore. They just suck. People just watch to just see him like chew on his, the side of his mouth and like, you know, yeah, try to clean his gums. They're also like really undisciplined. They get penalty like stupid penalties every game, turnovers. I mean, he's a dead man walking, right? I think. Yeah, so. I mean, if they had lost last week, I mean, he might have like already been yeah. dead. Yeah. All right, Ben. So <clears throat> I'm torn between two games. Do y'all still have to go? I'm gonna let y'all go and see if y'all pick them, and then make my decision for me. All right, I'm going to go back to the Pac-12, and it's very simple. Oregon did their jer- their jersey reveal, uh, and yeah, lay them. They are wearing the throwbacks. <laughs> Not even a question. I'm laying 18 and a half against Wazoo. Um, I was shocked last week at how bad they were. I could not believe it. Um, yeah, like what happened? They were good I, like three weeks dude, ago. I don't, I don't know. know. I don't know. It was like as soon as in our group text we started talking about Ben Arbuckle, the offense just went to hell. Um, yeah, apparently it 
seems that UCLA kind of has the book out now on Cam Ward. And if you can get pressure with three and spy him, he struggles. And last time I checked, Oregon has a really good defense and plenty of athletes to cover him in space. And you know they're going to want to get back out there and, and play and score and score and score after what happened last week and what I think is the game of the year so far. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I, Oregon's better. Um, and this is not – it's not on the Palouse. It's going to be at Autzen. So, and look, everything's still in front of them. They can win out, get a rematch against Washington in the Pac-12 title game and still make the playoffs. So, um, I think Dan Lanning's a good enough coach to get them back in the saddle and get ready for this week. But, yeah, something happened to Wazoo. I don't know what it is, but, man, they have just fallen off. But, yeah, I like the Ducks here, and then it doesn't hurt that they're wearing some of the best uniforms in college football. I like it. Oregon's got far superior talent on both sides of the ball. They're going to come out on fire, like you said. I mean, that that was a coin toss last week. Game of the year probably will end up being the game of the year. I just think Oregon's going to be extremely motivated with much more talent all over the field against a Washington State team that's just suddenly dog shit. I mean, Arizona beat them by 38 last week. Is that right? Yeah. And At Washington State. At yeah, Washington on the State. on it's the Palouse too. Yeah, yeah, I like it. I mean, Noah Fafita lit him up. I mean, what do you think Bo Nix is going to do? Yeah. Am I the last one? Have y'all all got three? Yeah. All right. So, I'll, I'll give you y'all two games. The two games I'm considering. Number one, uh, under in the Ole Miss game. I think is it fifty four and a half. It may be 55. You can get a 55, yeah. And Or, um, <laughs> it's going to be mighty homer of, of me, but I got to do it. Or laying six in Fayetteville or do Little it. Rock. Do Arkansas. it. Oh, that was one that – that was right there. I was almost about to lock it up. Do it. Yeah, let's do that. Look, unless Arkansas has quit, which they may hey. – I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't blame them at this point. Um, given the run of games that they've had, but those, that's two different caliber football teams right now. State for sure. State's got to get a new coach. In Arkansas, <laughs> I mean, they're to have their record. They're not that bad. They and keep so, fighting for Pittman, man. They keep playing for him. Yeah, and and so I, you know, playing up there, I just I'm a if I can, the, all they got to do is win by a touchdown. Against a Mississippi you, State team that I can that get you really, five and a half. Whoa. I mean, I I'll take. Five I and love half. I love this pick. I mean, I I just don't understand. I don't get it. I I don't know how this line is as close. I would probably take it up to eight and a half. I again, the only issue is that Arkansas is not great on offense. But I mean, guys, state like was. Uh, Ill- a little bit of a dogfight with Western Michigan. More than a little yeah. bit, yeah. Against Western Michigan's backup quarterback, by the way. Yeah, I, I just – Arkansas's got what – how old is K.J. Jefferson? Like 35 now? I, yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I don't – I see them covering this, even if even if they've quit. But, you know, you look at Arkansas' schedule. I think we talked about this in preseason. I'd have to go back and listen to our uh, preseason show. But they've got some very winnable games coming up. 
mm-hmm. to the point that uh, they're two and five. Hear me out, okay? They could win out and mm-hmm. and save Pittman's job at seven and five. I mean, they play State, Florida, Auburn at home, FIU, and Missouri at home. Mm-hmm. They can. I'm not saying they're going to, but they can win every single one of those games. Go seven and five and back to Liberty Bowl, and they're not gonna. They they won't fire Pittman at that point, or you know. So that's still in front of them. I think they cover here. Dude, Arkansas's defense too is pretty capable. Like they've got pieces over there. That they're good. Really know they had until they played yeah. us. Um, yeah, pretty solid they're, they're at the end. Yeah, yeah, they are. They've they found something on offense with a couple of their receivers and tight ends. They put them mm-hmm. at like H back and. I, I yeah I I don't think they're gonna quit on Sam Pittman. I think they they are big fans of his and they're gonna play hard for him. And it's at home, and KJ right. Jefferson's still under center, so I give him a shot because yeah, Will Rogers is out. So what's Mike Dude, Wright if, gonna do? If they were gonna quit last week, they were down twenty one zero to Bama. Yeah. Like that was the that was the time to punch the ticket and just be like fuck it. They didn't like they kept playing, fought their way, you know, almost won the damn game. They, um, you know, preseason, I think we may have even talked about this too. They just had a hellacious schedule, dude. Like, mm-hmm. now you can't lose to BYU at home, but they play at LSU, A&M neutral, at Ole Miss, at Alabama. At LSU, at Ole Miss, and at Alabama in the same season. That sucks, and dude. Think, and then three out of four brutal. weeks. Brutal. And they were all like one possession and losses, you, right? Like, yeah. Yeah, and you throw A&M. Yeah, it's three points. All right. So three, fifteen, seven was set twenty-two, twenty-five points. They've lost Combined, four days yeah. by twenty-five points in the in the last month. It's brutal, man. Yeah. Yeah. I love this pick. It's I mean, it's, you throw the AM loss out out there. They have three road losses in Baton Rouge, Oxford, and Alabama for a combined right. score of thirteen points. Like yeah. That's not a bad football team. I, no, wh- you got to win games, but <laughs> they're close, man. Golly! And yeah, but now like you said, but how, how many teams in the country would have won games in that stretch? There aren't many. No, no. I'm, we're talking about there are there are programs. Let's just say Oklahoma, for example. Okay. Mm-hmm. Does Oklahoma go undefeated in that stretch? Do no, they go two and one in that so. stretch? Do they go one and two in that stretch? Like, maybe. Mm-hmm. That's that's hard, man. That that's just a hard, hard deal. I'm talking about. I throw the A&M game out. I, you could include A&M in there though, like that, because back then, again, that's before A&M quit. <laughs> yeah, I, I just tough for Arkansas. Tough. And now they get a state team who they've played one, two decent power five games this year. The South Carolina game, they played well in Columbia and they played well. I mean, quote unquote, air quotes, well against Arizona at home um, just because they got the win. But look at their SEC West scores. They got beat by 27 at home to LSU. And twenty three at home to Alabama. Yeah, Arkansas went on the road at LSU and lost by three, and on and went on the road to Alabama and lost by three. That yeah, this is a sucker bet. 
Yeah, I think they're still fighting for Pittman. I think they could roll State, man. Yeah, I would. I would be supremely shocked if State wins this game. Yeah. All right. There's twelve for you. We I'll will tell you this. Y'all think to... the state's going to fire Arnett? Uh, didn't like one of their beat writers come out this week and say no chance that he gets fired this year? That is, that when is, is their... that is jail. Is what that is. When has any of their beat writers ever been wrong? Well, I mean, the, yeah, extremely reputable beat over there. So, <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I've always thought that he was like just the bridge to get them to the next coach. And they kind of hit the panic I just, button. I would just... try to get in the, yeah, I'd try to get in the cycle while when nobody else is or as few teams as possible. Yeah. Like, try to get Elko quickly. Not saying he take, you know what I mean? Elko yeah. or, or whoever. They're trying, and, apparently, and, apparently the, the name out there is our is our boy Tom Herman. Tom yet. Herman, that that's another one. You know, somebody like there are a lot of very Gus Malzahn is more capable than Arnett. No offense to him. Oh, for sure. Yeah, but I mean, why would you ever? I don't know. I don't get it. And oh, Gus Malzahn win eight games with Mike Wright quarterback. <laughs> this is yeah. this, this is what, and I know we got to get off, but this is what we've talked about. So. State has nailed, other than maybe Croom, which was what it was, they have literally nailed their last, like, five head coaching hires at, at football. The main one being Mullen, right? Like, Cheryl yeah. was a great hire. He won big there. Like, he capped out what, what they could capable of. Sure, Croom they came they in to West. clean up the mess. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do what? They won the West. Yeah, he won the West. Yeah. Played in Atlanta. Yeah, correct. And then, and then you've got, and then Mullen obviously had a lot of sustained success. They don't like Moorhead, but he never really sucked. And, and, and so I, I just, I don't know, man. I, this is wild. And then Mike Leach. Then Mike yeah, Leach. Mike Leach. A, yeah, and, yeah. And so compare that to us. You know what I'm saying? Like we go and hire Ed Orgeron. I mean, yeah. What? I, I just, anyway, uh, Houston, not what, what, we didn't know what he was going to be, but point being is they've been very good at like at at fil- fulfilling their potential, whereas we have not until now. Now we're seeing it with Kiffin. Mm-hmm. Like this is what we should have always been: is a team that can that has the capability. I'm not saying to to compete for national championships every single year. You got, I mean, maybe one day down the road, but but you can, you can go eight and four at Ole Miss. You can make that your four. You you just can. I mm-hmm. I, I believe that, and but that's you see, West is hard. I get it, but like you can make that your four. I'm not saying make that your ceiling, but go eight, make that your baseline. If you catch lightning in the bottle, win eleven or twelve, but try to win nine or ten every year, and uh, that's a successful, especially. We should have been doing that while Vandy was our permanent opponent uh, God, just, yeah. from the East. Yeah. Like, we did not take advantage of that like we should have. But anyway, it, it is what it is. But, you know, st- the, I, I guess I'm saying all that to say states, <laughs> like, this They this is like a, a wart on them that they just usually normally don't have. I don't know mm-hmm. what they even thought when they did this, unless they were just scrambling and, and – uh, I guess I don't know, like grieving their coach, and 
or or they thought that this guy could be like a Dan Mullen type except for defense. I don't know. I don't know. Like a just a coordinator who, who they give the head coach and but he was just so young. I, I don't know. I'm rambling, but it doesn't like make sense. Panic, panic hire in retrospect. It's a panic hire. And, and that's why I think like if they're I'm of the opinion that you don't sit around and wait and be like, oh well, let's give him some time. I mean what 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 are we you, you either know or you don't very quickly. I mean, I, I think he needs 10 years to figure things out there. Me too. It could, and, it could be 25. Yeah. yeah. Lifer. 12 locks for you. Looks like 12 winners to me. We will reconvene next week. Stay locked in. Omspirit.com. More coverage leading up to Ole Miss and Auburn on Saturday. Make sure to like, comment, subscribe on the podcast. Also, the YouTube channel, OM Spirit. Subscribe, smash the like button, all that good stuff. And we will uh, be back next week. So, for Austin, for Ben, for Nick, I'm Zach. This has been Hit That Line. We appreciate y'all tuning in each and every week. It's always fun. And uh, I, I believe that Saturday night will be fun for Ole Miss as they try to get to 6-1 and one and 3-1 and one in the SEC. So, until next week, we out of here.